Hello, this is just a quick little bonus episode. Friday the 17th of September is Culture Night in Ireland. That's a night when a lot of the museums and other cultural institutes, they stay open late. Many of them put on special events and nearly all of them are free. I am delighted that this year I get to participate in Culture Night. I either am or was, uh, depending on when you're listening to this, at Ballyrogan Library in Rathfarnham, where I got to do, with my friend Georgia, a small shadow show. And this is the first uh, shadow show we've got to do in a year and a half since COVID happened. And, as if that wasn't exciting enough, the show is coinciding with the opening of an exhibition of art and illustrations by Ariana Ahmed, a Malaysian artist based in Dublin. I've put a link to her Instagram in the episode description because her work is absolutely amazing. The show was inspired by a Malaysian story and one that she herself has illustrated. Normally in the shows, we have someone telling the story live uh, while the others manipulate the puppets. Due to COVID and various restrictions, it was just me and Georgia, a smaller crew than usual. And because we would be wearing masks, we made the decision to pre-record the audio. Just because it's it's a bit difficult to speak and project clearly while wearing a mask. And as such, I've decided to upload the audio of the story to the podcast. So I hope you enjoy this short story. And if you are or were in Ireland on the 17th of September, I hope you had a very enjoyable culture night. And without further ado, here's the story. Once upon a time, long, long ago and far away, there was a lake. And in the centre of this lake, there was an island, an enchanted island. It's said that once on this island, there was a city, a beautiful city with grand palaces, with tall towers that stretched up to the sky. But the most beautiful thing on this island were the gardens. Beautiful gardens that grew wild all over the island, with hibiscus flowers and bougainvillea in all the colours of the rainbow. There were plants and trees in those gardens that have never been seen before, and have never been seen since. Birds nested in the trees, and filled the island with their song. Butterflies flitted from bloom to bloom, and bees lazily hummed in the perfumed air. But there was only one person on the island to see all its beauty and all its splendour. Only one person. One person who lived there alone. A princess. And the princess was bound to the island by magic. By a curse. She alone could see all the beauty of the gardens. Could marvel at the wonder of the architecture. But she could never leave. For if the princess were to leave the island, well then something terrible would happen. So there she lived alone, with only the birds and the bees and the butterflies for company. That was, until one day, someone came to the island, a prince from a far-off land, who didn't know about the princess, who didn't know about the curse. When he landed on its shores, he explored the island, marvelling at the beauty, but wondering why no one lived in these great palaces. Eventually, His search led him to the island's sole occupant. He found the princess in one of the gardens, beneath the bougainvillea tree. And when the prince saw her face, his heart filled with love. And when the princess saw him, well, she marvelled at what type of creature was this. 
This wasn't a bird or a butterfly. She asked, What manner of beast are you? You have no fur or fins or feathers. And the prince replied that, No, of course he didn't have fur or feathers or fins. He was a man. And then he began to tell the princess of where he had come from. He began to weave stories of his home. He painted pictures of bustling streets, of rooms filled with people and with laughter, of musicians and dancers. And as he spoke, the princess began to fill with a longing to see these things for herself, to see the sights with her own eyes, hear with her own ears, smell with her own nose, with a longing to reach out and touch. For the first time in her life, she felt a longing to leave the island. But she couldn't. She shouldn't. But she might. And so she asked the prince to take her with him, to take her to his home, and he agreed. But the minute she stepped into his boat, the second her foot left the soil of the island, there was a great crash of thunder. Lightning split the sky open and the heavens poured down rain, rain and rain and rain. Water poured down from the sky, drowning the beautiful gardens, flooding the palaces. The water of the lake grew higher and great waves began to crash about it, upturning the boat of the prince and toppling prince and princess into the waters. And there they might have drowned. But a strange thing happened. A strange transformation fell on them. The princess opened her mouth and found that she could breathe beneath the water. She felt her two legs joining into one. She felt her legs stretching out and creating many bends and coils. She looked down at herself and found her form had changed. From her waist down, she now had a long, sinewy, serpentine tail. She looked at the prince and saw the same fate had befallen him. He had undergone the same transformation. He was no longer a man, as he had once proclaimed. He was now a naga, a dragon of the water. And so was she. The two swam about each other, marvelling at their new shape, at the strength of their tails, at the speed at which they could swim through the water. The great city and the beautiful gardens had all sunk to the bottom of the lake and so the two Nagas dived down deep to explore. They floated over the tallest towers. They twirled and danced and swum over the rooftops, before diving down again to explore the submerged city. And there they stayed for many years, the two Naga, the two dragons of the lake, happy in their underwater home and each other's company. But one year the rains came, and they were heavy, heavier than they had ever been. The lake filled up and overflowed, creating many great rivers. The Naga, who had been the prince, called, Let us go! Let us explore! Let us try to reach the sea! And with that, the two of them took off, swimming fast and strong. But when they were halfway to the sea, the princess called out she had forgotten her shawl. She was going to return for it. But the prince, who swam just that little bit faster than her, didn't hear. And when she turned back, he swam on. The prince swam on fast and strong, and when he tasted salt on his lips, he turned back to his companion to call out, We have reached the sea! But he didn't see her. She was not where he had thought she was, just behind him. He began to search for her in great distress, swimming about, looking for her, calling out. 
he swam further and further out to sea looking for her, and further and further from the lake that had been their home. And so it was that when the sun rose and the cock crowed, he was far out to sea, far from his home in the lake. And when the light of the sun reached him, he was transformed yet again. The Naga, who had been a prince, now became an island. When the princess had swum back for her shawl, she had found it jammed beneath a rock and it took her a great deal of time to pull it free. She then swam on through the river, trying to catch up with the prince. And so, when the sun rose and the cock crowed, she too was far from their home, and she too was transformed yet again. The naga that had been the princess now too became an island. And so now, neither prince nor princess are to be found in that lake that was once their home. But they had lived there for many years, and perhaps they had had a child or two, because it is said that if you go to that lake, that if you gaze down into the water to see the sunken city, swimming around the rooftops and spiralling over the spires, you may catch the sight of a dragon.